understand it. Our husbands don't want to sleep with us anymore. Why? Maybe he's afraid he'll wake up in your stomach. <laughs> Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Hey guys, it's Wednesday, we're live at the Nudie Bar, it's the Married with Children podcast, and wow, this episode I have been dying to cover, as any uh, red-blooded American male would, this is Earth Angel. Uh, before I get to that though, let me introduce everybody, I am Al, as, as you know. And I am joined by the guy who lost a tree but gained a view, Jerry. What's up, brother? All I see is beautiful sights. Uh, amazing. Hey, listen, can you pay me five more dollars to uh, trim my hedges? No, but you can pay me five more dollars to look at my view. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'll actually move into your house for the view. And we are also joined by the guy who can give it every 36 hours Justin, what's up? Yeah, man, it's... <laughs> it's a gift, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a gift. Well, you, we, we already said that 90 minutes for you, two shows ago, you said that that is you on a bad night. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me 90 minutes every... Thir- uh, never mind. The math just makes my head spin. All right, guys, it's Earth Angel. Uh, there's a new light in the neighborhood when Bud brings home an attractive, free-spirited, 21-year-old artist named Tiffany. Oh, that's ironic. Yes, guys, that's my wife's name. On her way to art school in New York, and everyone likes her? I'd say loves her. Except Marcy. Oh, we should have asked her about Tiffany. Yeah, it, I... <laughs> For Tiffany steals all the attention of Steve as well, which is hilarious. Wow, man. This is, you know what? I got to tell you guys this real quick. So I I hit play on the episode and you know how the, I don't know how, what DVD set you have, Alex, but the one that me and Jerry has, the intro plays, you know, plays, you know, the, the Al sitting on the couch and then Sometimes, like, I'll go run out and grab a drink real quick and come back. And, and every once in a while, like, the episode will start by the time I get back or whatever. Um, because I don't I don't want to see the intro, especially if we're covering, like, you know, two episodes back-to-back or something, you know. Oh, so you skip it. Yeah, usually. But sometimes I don't. Anyway, when I got back, I had come back a little later, and the girl was already in the house. So Ooh. Bud, like, brought brought her in or sometime during that point i had left i don't remember exactly what happened on the episode but the point is is that i missed the fact that this was a 20 i thought it was one of his friends from school or something (laughs) and that if you think that it completely changes the first couple minutes of this episode (laughs) i was like already it was like very you know on on the edge of like what's what you should do and then all of a sudden it's like in this ex- 
insane territory. But I did restart the episode because I was like, this this isn't right. Oh, good. <laughs> so, so I missed something. But um, just the shock right away was pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned changes the whole perspective on. Like, I can see Justin coming in, just being like, "I think I'm gonna go to butt school." Yeah, yeah, I gotta get in seventh grade again. Yeah, mm-hmm. could you imagine? Ugh. We start. We open the episode, and and Peggy is baking a cake, and she tries to give it to Buck, and Buck won't eat it. And I'm like, Buck eats her food all the time. Like, that cake looked dry as hell, dog. Uh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. That cake didn't look like a cake. Yeah. It didn't even have icing on it. It's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, who who serves a cake that's just the, the bread part? <laughs> well, like, what is this? apparently, uh... Come on in, girl. Don't worry, he'll be going bowling soon. I know, he's meeting my dentist. And my husband, um, um, Barry? That's it. (laughs) I can never think of his name. (laughs) Ah! amazing what energy they have when they're leaving the house but not for us you marry them they forget you're a woman and that that one chick buries her face into the plate like a dog oh my god okay i got a funny story i'm watching the episode she does that i'm typing in my notes uh where where is it because i have it written down uh it is right there holy shit i go eats like a dog I wrote this right before Al did his dog whistle. Like, as I'm writing, eats like a dog, Al does the dog whistle joke on her. I thought that was just uh, a bizarre coincidence, but it's actually not. That had, because when I wrote in my notes, she ate, she ate the cake like a dog. I'm thinking, well, they had to have thought of that. Like, when Al says, hey, listen, I bought a dog whistle, so he wants to see how Buck responds to it. You know, she does her thing eating like a dog. That's why Al looks at her and then blows the whistle and goes, let me see something real quick. That's a well, lot yeah, of because if not, the dog whistle has no point in the episode, period. Right. That's a lot of work for that little joke. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? But guess what? It worked. Yeah, it was really fun. I like, I like. I know we just talked about bowling in in like two or three episodes ago, but I like, I was like, I'm gonna try to break 200, and I'm sitting here like, shouldn't you be uh trying to break like 275, sir? Like, I know about bowling now. Alex taught me. Yeah, I was thinking that same thing too, but I couldn't remember what Alex had taught me. I think it was like, what did you say, 230 or something? Oh, I said I averaged 222. Yeah, so. You're way better now. Step your game up, Al. <laughs> well, you know, some guy wrote to us on YouTube. He commented on that show we we did uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago now. And he said, um, he said, oh, no, you're out of perspective. Uh, they changed the balls. They changed the pins. They changed everything. So back then, 170 was good. And I'm like, bro, respectively, because you know, you're a cool guy. You're listening to our show. I was 11 years old and I averaged 156. So, no. 170 for a 40 year old man? 
not good, dude. Watch like pro bowling at that time. They were using crap bowling balls too, and they averaged far beyond 170. That's never good. I mean, think about it. That's like saying golfing. That's like saying it's 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 okay to be under like 10 strokes or whatever because now the drivers are so much better and stuff. Like, no, those guys were good then. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, I don't know. Okay, so is it, if they're referring to in, a, in, in another episode now using the same scale, is it the joke is that Al thinks he's better than he actually is? I think it's just the writers don't know anything about bowling, honestly. Right, and neither does Al, so he's not going to say, hey, guys, you do realize that. (laughs) I don't think Al's going to say anything. I I think he's so into acting and whatever else he does in life. That's because the only sport Ed O'Neill cares about is, is like, uh, jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, Peg invites the girls over the place to give them a plain cake. (laughs) Peg, Peg baked, so I guess that's something, even though she doesn't know how to ice it. Did, uh, did you notice the the fat lady's face when the cake came out? No. Oh my god! If you watch this episode again, when she's at the fridge and the cake comes out, just look at her face. Look at her face. Look at everything she does. She says, "You marry them, and they forget you're a woman." And she immediately follows that by shooting. What is that called? Ready whip? She was doing a whip it, but went on too long. A whip it? Yeah, she's doing a whip it, but. But the fat person's whipped, and she actually yeah. sprayed the cream into her mouth. And God, tell tell me, guys, did you not feel a sense of pride that even your favorite TV low life family mom, who is the lowest of the the Bundys, I think. No offense, bag, I love you, but, but you're <laughs> clearly the lowest of the Bundys because you would rather see your family miserable than to have Steve cook and clean for them or have she, even she. She couldn't go through with it. She tried to spray that crap into her mouth like an animal, and she just couldn't do it. Wait, I I, I did not. She couldn't that. do it. I thought she just the can. I thought was... the can was empty because the other woman ate it all. No, no. Are you sure? Yeah. She she even said nah. Like you could see that expression on her face. She she went to go spray that into her mouth and said, "I just I can't do this." Huh? Yeah. She, Peg showed it. She showed us something there. Oh, yeah. Watch it again. I'm telling you. Hmm. This lady that Jerry's referring to, this redhead, she is a victim of probably the greatest jab in television history. She says, our husbands don't want to sleep with us anymore. Why? And Al says, oh, after she eats the food like a dog. (laughs) I can't understand it husbands don't want to sleep with us anymore. Why? Maybe he's afraid he'll wake up in your stomach. Oh my god. All the jokes involving her are great. How did this actress say, I'm willing to let my nieces and nephew and husband and daughter watch me on tv on prime time television on fox i that's fine yeah I, i'm totally down for this maybe she thought it would be her big break <laughs> we do have to know peg gets it once a month oh so should we give her like one point now for the season every four episodes no but okay. 
But it's important in this episode that she gets it once a month and, and all the other ladies are like, we can't get it at all. Yeah. Uh, looking at every single lady at that table, I don't doubt that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who is there even a remotely attractive person at that table? Peg. Uh, yeah, Peg. Besides Peg, if I had to choose anyone, I'd choose the black lady. Let's do it. Okay, black lady for you? Black lady, yeah. Okay, I'll go with the blonde, actually. Um, no one's picking the redhead, right? No. I think I would have to see him again. Mm. Ooh, I don't think you'd want to. <laughs> I don't think I do either. <laughs> you don't, dude. Erase that from my memory right away. Hi, Peg. Sorry to interrupt, girls, but I'm in a hurry. Steve and I have sort of a date plan tonight. He's meeting me at a sleazy bar where he's going to pick me up. Can I borrow a cigarette? Steve just loves it when I smoke and look like trash. <laughs> sure. Uh, excuse me, but uh, if you're married, why are you going out? We're role-playing. It adds mystery and excitement to our love life. With your husband? How much of a love life? Every 36 hours. Except on weekends when we catch up. <laughs> Give us some cigarettes, Peggy. So, that's what Steve and Marcy do. That's what you would get to do if you were Steve. Yeah, you know what's funny? That's like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. But uh, the other Ed O'Neill family sitcom, Modern Family, they actually do the same bit. Why would Sophia Viagra have to do anything? No, 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 not her. Not not Ed O'Neill and and Sophia, but the, the actual main characters of the show, the Dumfies, the parents, them. They do that? Yeah, they do that, and you actually see them play it out and everything. And they do it a couple of different times in the show. Do they know that they sold the joke? Or... <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, Ed O'Neill's on the show. I, I assume he has to know about it. Yeah, he was probably like, he was probably like, whoa, 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 what are we doing here? <laughs> I just assumed it was a like a nice little throwback to like modern to married with children. I'm sure there's plenty. Uh, unfortunately, I'll go on record as saying I'm so sorry, and, and I hope nobody tells him this before we try to get him on our show, but I can't watch Modern Family. It's not that you – know, you know the reason? is because they focus on like four different families. So by the time I get to the people I want to get to, I'm already like tortured here. Yeah, I, I love the show. I, I'm going to have to check it out, lot. honestly. That one uh... – and uh, the Goldbergs, which, Alex, I think you might like the Goldbergs because it's got a lot of 80s throwbacks to it. Oh, okay. So you might like it. Plus, the dad reminds me a little bit of season one, Al, where he's just grumpy. Right. Except they have money. Not tons of money. I but... can't relate to that. Uh, so uh, these women all are jealous that Marcy gets it every 36 hours, just like Justin gives it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all steal peg cigarettes and head to the bowling alley thinking that if they all start smoke, like a great logic guy, if, if you all start smoking, looking like trash, then all your husbands are bound to want to just throw you up against the wall. How, yeah. did, how did they not know that it works for Marcy to downgrade herself to trash because she's normally not trash. They are trash. They can't downgrade themselves to more trash. Yeah. So their husbands look at them and they say, Oh, well it's Tuesday. Yeah, you like that, don't you, Jerry? <laughs> and I heard you steal my Tuesday joke one time somewhere. 
but okay. I still about everything you do. Ah, it's okay, as long as you make it better. Yeah, I'm trying to convince Reese to change her name to Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> I think every chick would want to change her name to Tiffany after this episode. I I know, when I saw it, which is, I'm Tiffany, and I'm like, and you'll what I'll be having for breakfast. Ah. Oh, yeah. Sunny side up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they storm the bowling alley and basically drive the men out on league night, uh, Thursday night's league night. And, uh, yeah, so Al doesn't get to break 200. He, he was chased out of the bowling alley, all because of Marcy's influence. We cut to the, to, I guess that night, I don't remember, but, uh, Bud brings, you know, he comes in the house alone. It's, it is the same night because Al's still wearing the bowling shirt. Dad! <laughs> remember how you always say it's important to do nice things for other people? I never say that, son. Then it must have been you, Mom. No, I don't think it was me. Hmm. Must have been Cosby then. And then even better, the 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 like that's already the joke, and then it gets slammed up by saying, Oh, must have been the Cosby's. Yeah, yeah, because the show was supposed to be called, like Marcy alluded to uh when we interviewed her, was it the show was gonna be called Not the Cosby's. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> And what's funny, if you go back and listen to when we our first episode, we talked about how like like they obviously were trying to be the anti Cosby's. They didn't mm-hmm. want to go that route. And now we have hardcore proof that they knew that. Oh yeah, you know Peg thinks it's going to be some like twelve year old disheveled looking girl. So she's like. But yes, of course she could stay here tonight. <laughs> and Tiffany walks in. Bum 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 bum. <sighs> what, did, Justin? I want to know from you because mm-hmm. I guess you too, Jerry. Because you're not like weird like me. I knew who was walking in that door. Now, when the t- oh, oh no, you know what, Justin? You're you're messed up because you already told yeah, me. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jerry. What did you think when Tiffany walked through that door? I, I well, I didn't know where the joke was gonna go because I was like, "Does this get really bad or really good?" Like, what chick was convinced by Bud to stay at his house? Like, yeah, what is she an airhead? Yeah, what's going on here? Like, is she just absolutely clueless? Is she a drug addict? Like, I was like, "Is this gonna be like a drug addict?" Like, that's what I originally thought is that this was <laughs> gonna be a drug addict thing. And then Tiffany walks in, and I'm just like. Oh, Lord, this is going to be good. This is going to be like a whole episode based off uh, uh, Poppies by the Tree. But just that one scene where the chick comes in and and Peg gives her shit. Yeah. But now it's going to be a whole episode of this. And I was like, this should be good because Al was pretty funny. Al's re... Dude, can I not say out loud... This is Al Bundy's greatest performance thus far. Anyhow, me and my friends were down in the park heckling some bums. And I met this girl. And she has no place to stay, so I invited her here. Is that okay? (laughs) No. Al, the girl has no place to stay. And I'm sure after one night with you, it'll send her screaming back to her parents. (sighs) Of course she can stay. Thanks, Mom. She's right outside. I'll go tell her. Uh, just until we find her parents. Oh, this is great. I barely want my own. Now I got another runny-nosed little... 
<laughs> Mom, Dad, this is Tiffany. <laughs> Welcome home, Tiff. <laughs> Al, this is not what I expected. Peg, this is not a present for you. <laughs> it's for Dad. <laughs> From his little boy. <laughs> Tiffany, come in. Relax. Sit down. Uh, you want anything? Uh, like coffee, water? An old man drooling on you? <laughs> This is Peg. This is probably the last time you'll see her. Uh, Peg, this must be boring you. Bud, take your mom to the movies. Let her go by herself, Dad. I found her. So, uh, Tiffany, tell us a little something about yourself. What Peg means is, uh, where are you from? What are your plans? Uh, when did you stop wearing a bra? <laughs> I can't believe you say that, man. That's some. That's I would never say that to somebody <laughs> that I just. You wouldn't met. say it in front of you. No, no, number one, you wouldn't say it to somebody. Period. But you would never say it in front of your wife. Yeah, and Al's even like sniffing her sweater in like the next scene. Like honestly, I was like, all right, you know, Al, you're getting dude, a little creepy. I, I, <laughs> honestly, I feel like this is this episode. It, it was kind of cringy at times. Yeah. I did. Yep. I did. I it was, it was like, a bit I felt like uncomfortable. I was like, oh, geez. Like, like, and I know that, it, like, let me phrase it correctly. Like, not in the terms of like where I was like, oh, this, this is bad or anything like that. But like, every time like he said something, like, I would cringe, like, that his wife was going to smack him with a frying pan or something. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> well, I'm from San Francisco and I'm on my way to New York to go to art school. And I don't like bras. They're too constricting, don't you think? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Peg, she's got no place to go. Bud, get some sheets and a blanket for the couch so your mother will be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. No, I meant so Tiffany can be comfortable. It's so easy to get you two confused. Al is on another level. I mean, is that not apparently clear here? He is just, he is just react. Whatever is going on in his pants up to his brain is coming out of his mouth. Like there is no filter. He doesn't care that he's married at this point. He has fallen so far from great, from the grace of, uh, hanging out in Luke's apartment with those two stewardesses. I was going to actually ask you, Alex, how did you feel with the contrast of this compared to going back to that episode? I gotta be honest. I love this even more. Uh, the things I loved about God, I wish I remember the name of that episode. I just don't, but yeah, <laughs> we all know what we're talking about here. The one where Al was hanging out in Luke's apartment, and the two stewardesses and stuff. That was just amazing. And I think the things I loved about it was where he's like, do you have a picture of yourself? It's Al loses his cherry. <clears throat> oh, wow. You're amazing. Thank you. Uh, I like the, the where Al like got right to the edge but didn't go over. But it seems like – you know what's the difference, Jerry? It's that Al was alone, so there's no safety net. I think with Peg being there, there's almost that subconscious thing where, well, I'm here. I'm in my house and my wife's right here. So 
I'm going to go as far as I can, and maybe my wife will will get my sadistic humor here or whatever, you know, like, like, or either way, there's just something, there's a different dynamic about Peg being there and hearing all this. I don't think Al would go as far if he was alone and the situation could actually play out to fruition. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, you got to really think about it for a second. Go ahead. Pull just pause our show and think about that. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it ends up, as much as Peggy is hating this, it ends up working out pretty well for her because as soon as Tiffany comes down in that nightgown uh, and and crosses her legs, Al is like, let's go upstairs, Peggy. Can you teach Peg to do that? I don't think she'll have time, Al. She's leaving tomorrow, early. <laughs> well... I'm going up to bed. I don't suppose you'd want to join me. Yeah. Yes? Oh, yeah. Now. Right now. point for peg right uh three points actually actually i have an argue for four four jesus do you want me to do it now or do you want me to wait till we get to it uh we can get to it okay because i've got all the points uh written down as they go well how about yeah okay good we'll do it that way uh yeah in order so yeah peg hates to see anybody happy it seems um until Jerry, like he said, it works out like when, you know, when Steve was living there and everybody was eating and the house was clean, like I said, uh, Peg hates that, you know, she hates it when Al's thrilled because of another chick. We get to a point where, like Jerry said, Al realizes I actually love sex. <laughs> Yeah, he just loves sex thinking about someone else because, I mean, we go – he goes to bed, point to Peggy, and then literally the next scene is Peg getting another point. Now, are you are you trying to say that – But does that – does each time they have sex count here, okay. or here's, is it each time Peg gets him to have uh, sex? Here's – well, we decided in the – I think Al gets the points here. No, Alex, you're the one who shot this down in season one. <laughs> We've had this argument, if, and you said if if they have sex, Peg gets a point. If they do not have sex, whether it's someone interrupting or or like if they don't have sex, it's Al. If they have sex, it's Peggy. No matter what, because Peg ultimately wants, and Al ultimately doesn't. Exactly. So even when Al does want it, there's usually some kind of alternative motive. He never has sex with Peggy because he wants to just have sex. He wants to make love to Peggy. It's I gotta have sex so I can watch the the fight. I've gotta. I want to have sex because I was just with this blonde, which it is always with a blonde. What man? I just realized that Al really likes blondes. Well, that's the classic, you know. Yeah, uh, I guess that's true. Um, Oh wait, 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 wait. When when Al met his fake boss Gary, he (laughs) 
Gary said, I'm going to, the next blonde I bed down will be for you. And he goes, they, they make life worth living, don't they? And, and Al goes, I wouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. So so he really does. You're right. Yeah. So for this episode, when I was digging out points, what I decided was if the scene alludes to them having sex clearly, whether it's because a lot of times they go to bed and have sex. We don't always see the scene start with them coming out of sex. But in this episode, we do. Um, and that's why I said there's four points. Because four. there's four points. I'm giving four points. Oh, because Al says you want to come back up here. Yes. So that's that's the fourth one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, there's also one where later on that I I feel like I need to explain, but maybe y'all aren't with it. But this scene ends with uh, him going upstairs to the point, and then the next scene starts with another point for Peggy. Peggy coming down and Al going, we, do you want to come back up here? He goes up. Clearly another point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's four then, yeah. Yeah. So the one, the fourth one. But but one question. Yeah. Isn't it technically this like the, the same instance still, or does it just because it's a second time it counts? Yeah. As okay. If Al, if Al finishes and restarts, that's another point. If I mean Justin, if you've ever had sex multiple times in one night, you don't go. Yeah, we had sex all night. You go. Oh, dude, we went like three, four, five rounds. I was yeah. killing it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's just that that's how I look at it because as guys, we can't just most guys need a little bit of time to restart and reboot. A little bit. And <laughs> I need like an hour or two. Uh, an hour or two. That's yeah. a while, man. That's a while. Like I, I mean, when I was younger, I like five minutes and I'm back in. Now I probably need like a good twenty, thirty minutes, but not an hour. Dude, I have never been that guy. Alex is a guy that as soon as as soon as he shoots <laughs> He all of a sudden he's like he's like don't touch me. Let me need to go to another room. I remember when I was a kid and I used to have VHS tapes of uh, you know smut. Yeah. I remember once I was done, I just took the tape out and I was like, oh, this is disgusting. I threw it in the corner. Yeah. I was like, okay, I don't want nothing to do with this stuff. But then five minutes later, it was like, I wonder what else is on this tape. Uh, yeah, what's after this uh, session? No, like I literally something's weird about me. Uh, my mind is done with it. Sex is a weird thing to me. Like once that whole thing goes down, I'm I'm good for the rest of the day. Yeah, like I, it's amazing that that's not see being that type of guy. It's amazing to me that you all don't think that. I think you're crazy. I think all of you are crazy. Yeah. Everybody thinks I'm crazy, though, because they're like, what do you mean? What's <laughs> 10 minutes later, man? We're all up for another session. I'm like, really? Well, I think it, it depends, too, though, because, like, it just depends, like, what I feel like, right? Like, if I'm if I'm in that mode where, like, I, I have a bunch of energy and stuff, like, like, one, it's exhausting, right? Like, if you go hard, like, it's exhausting. So, like, I understand that. Like, I don't want anything to do. But if it was just, like, a quick thing, like, I could be I could be ready again and, like, literally three minutes probably well I, I i when i was younger i could like five minutes i'm ready to go again now i i've got to have like at least 20 30 minutes yeah i mean and, I'm, I'm with you on that too it, it's dependent on the the situation like if it's yeah. a new girl that i just got with that i had never seen before you know that i've never been with before then like i'm i'm hyped on it oh yeah but like if it's the oh, yeah. same girl well, then i'm like yeah. yeah they've been with for four years you're like uh i'm good 
Alex, uh, okay, so how about like when you're first get into it with a chick, like even then, like one time and you're good for the day, even if it was like a new chick? Well, I did that more to like show off or, or to impress. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I probably did do things like that, but in reality, I could have just watched TV the rest of the night. I, I would have been okay with that. But, like, there are times, like, there are those weird uh, weekends where, yeah, three times in a weekend is that might happen. But it's so rare, it's not worth mentioning. Is it possible for you to continue in one session and make it into two sessions? Absolutely not. <laughs> No, there's I'm, no I'm, reason. I think it's like uh, it's weird analogy, but it's like doing drugs. Like if I were a drug addict and I needed it, if I shot heroin, I don't need to shoot it again in five minutes. Yes, you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I know. Say, I guess you do. No, <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, because I know a lot of people smoke weed, waste so much weed because they get high and then continue to smoke. And I'm just like, yeah, that's a little different. You're just wasting weed at this point because you want to show off. Right. Hey, Al! What's going on? I get home to all these cars parked on my lawn. Didn't you get my note? The one about five bucks to work in your yard? I was going to rush right over, but I got held up tossing quarters down the sewer. Actually, Steve, there's something upstairs you got to see. Now, to the general public, it's a $5 charge, but since you're a friend and we accidentally chopped down your willow tree, this is a freebie. Oh, Tiffany! <laughs> Yes, Mr. Bundy? Tiffany, dear, come meet our neighbor. Uh, he lost a tree but gained a view. <laughs> Tiffany? Steve? Steve? Uh, view. Nice to meet you. Gobble do, me. <laughs> Gee, you're cool, Steve. Anyhow, let me give you a price list. Now, on Thursdays, she does aerobics, that's $10. On Friday, she sunbathes and she does some jogging. That's our combo platter. That's 15 bucks. But being you live right next door, you might want to go for the weekly rate. That's $50. But with that, you get popcorn and a free lottery ticket. I can't believe you, Al. This is truly low. So you in? Maybe. Well, let me ask you this. Would you pay, in today's time, 10, 11 bucks to do, to watch that chicken in the yard? Yeah, absolutely not. I will go to Target and watch uh, chicks in yoga pants walk around all day for free. Dude, there's there's you're missing the essence of life, Jerry. There's there's something. There's something special about this, about paying eleven dollars. Yeah, <laughs> there's something about getting together with the guys hanging out in Al's. I listen, I'd pay eleven dollars just to hang out with Al Bundy. It's true. But if so, he wasn't Al Bundy, like if he was your neighbor. Like if he was a regular guy like he is to those people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like would you pay $11 to hang out with Justin? I would do it just as a goof, honestly. Like if <laughs> – I would go along with this. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, dude. Yeah, here's – Like $11 seems like a lot. Like if it's five. I don't know. If I was Steve, I would be like, how come you call me over for free for the chick who fixes your refrigerator? But now I got to pay. Wow. Well, Tiffany is uh, is is another level, I think, honestly. Well, yeah, but we're not talking about your wife. <laughs> Thank you. But... Uh, you're welcome. 
Uh, yeah, okay. And oddly enough, I met my wife at 21. That's when we started dating. So that's exactly Tiffany's age here. God, I wish I realized that seven years ago. How much more evidence are we going to find as we go through Married with Children that links up to Alex's life? (laughs) Uh, Too many. Trust me. That's why we're doing this. This is no mistake. For real. Uh I do I do like all the guys going back to their wife and know, and you know which one has the fat one because he goes uh she'll still probably still be in bed. Oh, I'll just pretend the crumbs are sand and I'll think we're at the beach. Oh my god. That's when you know your life is in turmoil. I was just like, okay, I know which wife is his. Jerry, don't ruin this. Justin. Okay. Um do you notice yes. any of those guys you they look familiar to you? Hmm. Was one of them in the card game episode? Uh, possibly, but that's not where I'm going with this. Okay. Think of, <laughs> think of horror. Come on. You have probably seen this movie 50 times. Really? We, we talked yes. about it before on the show, Justin. Yeah, we did talk about it. Is it uh, <gasps> Friday 2 or 3 or something? Yes! I, I yeah. You know what? Like, I'm... Pre- Subconsciously, I think I noticed that when watching it. The guy looked too familiar. It's Harold, the guy who was hanging up his clothes on the laundry line in Friday the 13th Part 3. Yeah. Yep, he's one of Al's neighbors, Harold. That's awesome. And I made (laughs) up the greatest meme of that ever. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was really funny. That's like the one of the jokes that God just hands to you. Because I'm not, like, hilariously funny or anything. So... When I get something like that and I put it together and it it makes something amazing, I am so thankful. So I made a meme, you know, guys, that's the picture with words on it. It was Harold from Friday 13th Part 3, just him on the top, a picture of him saying, Jason's not such a bad guy. He did kill my wife, you know, because everybody wants to, you know, that's just like a joke. You want Jason to kill your wife, then you could be happy forever. And then the second picture is Al, is underneath that one, and it's Al Bundy talking to that same guy since he's in that movie. And he says, can you bring him to Chicago? I don't know. You, you had to be there. I don't know. I think you got you got to see the picture. You have to, yeah, you have to see it and know both things to really get it. And I think you did post it in the group when we did the poker game episode. Yeah. Oh, so he was in that. Okay. Yeah, I probably explained this exact thing at that show. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just remembered the... Uh, now, since you're my neighbor, you might want to do the 50 bucks a week. comes with popcorn and a lottery ticket. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was just like, a lottery t- This, to me, is the best scene in, the, in, in this episode. From oh, Steve sure it is. trying to talk to, like French to him, and he messes up, and it sounds like he says, Goblin, do me. Gobbly do me, and then Al goes, "You cheer, cool, Steve." Yeah, and then and then him like whispering in, Al just whispering in Steve's ear. It's just, oh my, oh the best part was when Steve is sitting there talking about the artist books with her, and then he goes, "Isn't that great, Al? She likes you know Picasso, or whatever." And then Al goes, well, "Look at her legs, Steve." Yes, like one that's really creepy, but two. That was hilarious. This is, uh, this was the only scene in the episode that actually made me laugh. 
Oh, the only one. The rest of the stuff with Tiffany actually came off kind of creepy to me, and I wasn't really laughing. Really? Even though you love Al? Yeah, I like Justin. Like, were did you laugh more, or cringe more in this episode? Cringe more. Yes. Yeah, really? Same here, and here's the thing, and I think it's because me and Justin did not see this episode as a kid. Alex, you saw it as a kid because I thought about it, and if I saw this as a kid, I would love this episode. Oh my uh. god, would I love this episode! But now, as an adult, I was a little bit more cringing <laughs> over it. So you were cringing too, then? It wasn't just me. No, no, that's what I was saying. Like, like I said earlier, it, Al was really creepy in this episode, and there were times <laughs> where I was. I just would. I was using the word "creep me." I was saying it was creeping me out more than using the word "cringy." But yeah, you're right. It is. It is very cringy, and. Uh, I, I just <sighs> wow! I thought this was on the floor laughing. Funny. No, Justin, this scene is what made me laugh the most because, and also because after this scene, I think the episode starts going a little downhill for me. Oh, not at all. Okay, hold on. Okay, <laughs> so you're trying to say that my perspective from. 1110 now is warping me into thinking that this is perfectly fine insanely funny humor but if if i was only to watch this as a realistic normal guy that i'd be like just face palming this whole thing because al what are you doing in front of your wife no because that's too extreme yeah i wouldn't go that far i will say uh i think I, th- I do think your nostalgia for the series a lot of times will cloud you from seeing stuff that, say, Justin sees because Justin has brand new eyes for it. And that's one of the great dynamics of this show. But at the same time, you also – you are very Al Bundy and you a <laughs> lot of times do see things in a way Al Bundy does – just like I see things sometimes in the way a Steve does, and that's right. that's why we disagree on a lot of things. And um, maybe if the chick would have started talking about, like, Godzilla, I would have ended up like Steve and just been on board, <laughs> and, and you would have creeped over and been like, look at her legs, Jerry. <laughs> I would say that. Uh, but Wow, you know, Al is my deviant side. I gotta say, like, this whole thing he was doing, it's me, man. And yeah. I wouldn't... You know, because we're living real life, I wouldn't do it. But, God, if there were no consequences... I definitely would think this stuff. Like, I'd be like, oh, look at her legs, like, in my head. But to see... I'm like, yo, bro, you're going to catch yourself a sexual harassment charge or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> for, that's where the cringe comes from. For Alex, it's worse. His his wife is Latina. He's going to get stabbed. He's going to get his throat cut. <laughs> we ain't never going to hear from him again. Or Tiffany. Yeah, my real life Tiffany is going to kill me. Yeah, like, so maybe that's why you you live a little bit more in this. But I do think uh, your nostalgia for the show and how closely you are to Al makes an episode like this. I just coast right through it. Yes, it really shines to you as where like me uh, looking at it from a Steve point of view or Justin looking at it with brand new eyes. We're like, uh, no, this is a little bit cringy. Like, I'll be interested to see how my rating and Justin ratings go in comparison to you. Mm. 
I could tell you already from what you guys are hinting to me, it's going to be vastly different. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll we'll see how it goes. But I guess for now, let's get back into the episode since we took this huge but very interesting detour and learned a lot about Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This guy is not who we thought he was. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? No, Steve, this is not Tiffany. This is your wife. And let me tell... Hello? Uh, with Marcy getting blown up is actually where we get our, our third point and fourth and fourth point. Uh, so the scene before this with Steve was in the middle of the day or a late afternoon. The sun was still out. And we found out that she does her workouts on Thursday, according to Al's book. So we know that when Al had sex with Peggy that night, which is clearly shown, that's our third point. Now, the next morning is Friday morning. We have it right here where they clearly indicate they had sex this morning because, oh, sorry, I was late. Uh, we were taking care of something. Mm. Obviously uh. indicating that they had sex that morning also, which is why I'm calling it as a fourth point because – it is a scene where, before the scene started, they clearly indicated that sex was had. That's why you're here, Jerry, for this three seconds. I'm the I'm the I'm the sex judge here, and I'm calling four points. Okay, so uh, Steve blew Marcy off during their newest role playing fiasco. Marcy hung out in a bar for hours with a cigarette, knocking back. Drinks with Bluto <laughs> because Steve never showed up. Now, how awesome is Steve that he became completely infatuated with Tiffany on a level where he can't even sort of live his, his normal life. Like he's meeting his wife to do this thing. And, and think of the significance in the terms. Okay. Oh, wow. Think of this. The juxtaposition between all of the guys who have wives that they don't want to have sex with anymore are constantly having sex with their wives, whether it be Al looking at Tiffany's leg, running upstairs with Peg, then you got the guys working in the backyard. I'm going to go call my wife, see what she's doing. Oh, yeah, it's probably like, I'll imagine, you know, the breadcrumbs are sand. So now all the guys are having sex with their unappealing wives. Steve, <laughs> who is way into his wife, even to the point where they're going to spice it up and pretend they're other people in bars and blah, blah, blah. He has the opposite reaction where he lost interest in his wife and actually having sex. And Marcy even says uh, he hasn't climbed anything since you came in town. So Steve had an opposite reaction. Well, like Steve's like trying to date this girl. Like everybody else is like using her as like testosterone booster. Right. Like how thought out for just what's supposed to be a dumb show. <laughs> and and added such dynamics to this. And Eve I've got something to add to that, Alex. If you go back and watch the episode... Pay attention to the lighting of the living room because before she shows up, it's standard and kind of uh, dingy like it always is. As soon as she shows up, 
the 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 living room is way better lit all the way up until Al comes home from work at the end of the episode when she's gone and it goes back. I noticed that I noticed that it looked way darker on the outside, but I, I didn't notice on the inside. No, I noticed it even on the inside, and it is harder to notice because it is a lot slighter. And I actually didn't notice it until the end, and I went back and checked a few scenes, and it is clearly brighter in the living room. That's a good she's there. technique, man. Yeah. Like, it's not just the obvious, oh, the birds aren't chirping, something looks different, something smells and, different. And you do hear birds chirping. Yes, they <laughs> actually, like, set up. So not only do they do the whole Steve not uh, stepping up to bat for his wife, like, they're, it's in the set. It, it, like, they went hardcore with this episode. Something I actually really respect for this episode is is the writing and the making of this episode, even if I didn't laugh that much. That pains me. I hate hearing you talk like this. Uh, but I knew we'd come to this point, guys. It's 20, what, four shows in? Yeah. Or five at this point. And I, I, I just, I knew this would happen. That we'd come to the point where I think something's amazing and you don't or you do and I don't. <sighs> it's just so sad it came so soon. I mean, we have 262 and by show 25, we're here. Oh, boy, this is going to be tough at the end of the show. Okay. So Marcy pops in saying, wow, what the hell's going on? You know, this Tiffany thing. And, t- and, and Marcy has never laid eyes on her, which is awesome because when she does, look at the look on her face. Oh, yeah, by the way, real a quick side note. Look at the look on Marcy's face if you go back and watch this. Look at her reaction to Al when she rings a doorbell in the beginning of the episode and Al goes, you know, after he whistled the dog thing, after the girl, fat redhead, responded to it. And then the doorbell rings and Marcy's there. He goes, oh, it brings him from all over. I gotta say, uh, maybe it's in comparison with the other ladies in the beginning, but Marcy was actually looking pretty smoking in that dress. She looked really good. Yeah. Hello? No, Steve, this is not Tiffany. This is your wife. And let me tell... Hello? What the hell? <laughs> I... I... I'm kind of glad we did not get an interaction between Steve and Marcy face-to-face in this episode, because I don't think it would have worked. This is a hundred times funnier. He's calling there. This was way better because I thought about it and I was like, would this whole thing would have worked had Steve shown up? Hey, is Tiffany here? And then Marshall's like, no. Yeah, and then he closes the door. Like there would have had to been a continuing argument there. And this was much better. How about this? Is Steve really a pig? Because he is willing to just talk to her sight unseen. He only got into it when he found out that she was she knew a lot about art. So maybe he's he really does appreciate the brain. I mean, I appreciate getting some brain, but she, he really appreciates the brain. Does Tiffany have one? She knows all that art shit. Well, I think and, that like, you know, obviously he he enjoys art and weird stuff, but 
whenever you couple that with an amazing, attractive person, that's when he can be a little blinded by like maybe the intelligence and just be super psyched that wow, a smoking hot girl is knows this these weird names that I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It would be like if somebody walked in and was like knock out like 10 out of 10 dime piece and they had like a binder full of like friday 13th dvds or something you know what i mean you know actually when i first met reese and started talking to her and found out that she liked godzilla she liked mystery science theater she liked old black and white horror movies i was like this broad is way out of my league even if we do have the same interest you should never think anybody's out of your league uh we're talking to jerry Oh, you should think everybody's out of your league. (laughs) And I do. Oh, hi, Mrs. Rhodes. Gee, you're looking haggard. (laughs) Isn't this nice? The birds are singing. The whole neighborhood smells of bacon. And, you know, everybody says that the clouds look especially fluffy. (laughs) Here are your messages, Kel. Thank you. Craig called, saw Tiffany. Please call immediately. Don, ditto. Cliff. Ooh, Cliff. Uh, Kel, forgetting something. You are one heck of a little brother. <laughs> okay, so Bud is a... Is, I, I, guys, am I a loser? But I love episodes where Kelly and Bud get along. I don't know why. I know. I'm kind of, I kind of like that, too. I did, do. I, do. Did it, I really love it. Did it strike anyone? Did anyone even notice that Kelly wasn't in this episode until she showed up? Like, at any point, did you go, hey, I haven't seen Kelly at all this episode? No, I I don't do that. I live the moment. I don't really yeah. think about things like that. Yeah. I I didn't think about it until Kelly showed up. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Kelly hasn't been in this episode at all yet. And just like when you realize Bud uh, Buck wasn't there two episodes ago or whatever, I would never realize the family dog. Is it weird that I noticed those things? Uh, a, little, a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. I'll, well, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> hey, listen. Like I said, anything we got, we got to throw at this speaker here. That okay. Have. I got chlamydia. Yo. Uh, so <laughs> it turns out now, Kelly, are we still counting Kelly's boyfriends? Did we ever – did we drop that this we year? We dropped that because she's got too many. She doesn't name them all. It's hard to go boy two from episode – from season two, episode uh, six. All right. Well, I want to get back into it because <laughs> she is racking them up here. And like I said, the more guys that she dates, the more I realize I could have been one. So – It's true. Craig, Don, and our buddy Don who uh, is on our Married with Children Facebook group, he'll be thrilled to hear that he's one of the guys. Craig called, saw Tiffany, please call immediately. Don, ditto, Cliff. Ooh, Cliff. Is Kelly the kind of girl that you need to look at Tiffany to gain interest in? I was actually going to say, uh, I like, I was trying to figure out this joke because Kelly, hands down. Like, yeah, so it's like, why are... Craig, Don, and we have to have Don answer this question first. Why did he leave a message? Here's my theory. She's older. Uh, uh, well, I wasn't going to. I was going to say teenage boys see a hot chick and, and knows he can't get that. So 
they call the easy chick that they do know. Oh, maybe you're right. You think? I don't think that's what it is. What? What's your theory? I just, I just think that they know Kelly, and they know that they can, they like, you know, it seems like Kelly's pretty easy, and then there's this new chick. She's just new. You know did, what I mean? Alex, am I wrong, or did JP just basically just say what I said? No, no. What? <laughs> oh, was that what you were saying? Yeah, that, I thought that, you were saying it the other way that, that this Tiffany's easy. So they no, 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 no. They, they saw Tiffany and decided to call the easy chick that they know, which is Kelly. Okay, so we're all. Oh, the same yeah, page. yeah. Okay. I, okay. I, I thought you were saying it the other way. My bad. But yeah, that's what I thought too. Right. Yep. So that's that's an interesting dynamic as well. Even even so, this is the opposite of Steve, the girl he was interested in to begin with. He no longer does once Tiffany comes around. But the teenage kids are interested in Kelly, clearly, and yet, and even more interested once they see Tiffany. Yeah, so, who keeps money in their sleeve? Uh, Kelly. I, I thought that was odd. I've, I've seen them keep it in their bra, but I've never seen them keep it in their sleeve. Yeah, she pays Bud and says, you're one heck of a little brother, because he took all those messages, and Kelly is going to have a wild week and or weekend. Jesus. <laughs> So it's Marcy versus Tiffany now. Marcy, you know, Tiffany comes in the house. Hi, how are you? Gee, isn't it a pretty day? All right, Blondie. Let's get right to the point. I want you to stop talking Medigliani with my husband. You must be married to Steve, the banker mountain climber. He hasn't climbed anything since you hit this berg. But I'm probably boring you with my petty little problems. Pretty much, yeah. Well, then let's talk about you. What's the matter? Oh, nothing. It's just that I hate to see you, a budding young artist wasting your life. You should be in New York, that cultural mecca, studying to be the great artist you could be. <laughs> is this one of your sketches, dear? Yes, it is. It's lovely. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just that when I see art this good, I get kind of choked up. You really think I'm that good? I've seen the sun come up over a garden hose before. <laughs> but now that I've seen it through your eyes, I truly understand. The hose represents man's state in the universe. <laughs> Tiffany, go. You must share your vision with all of New York. You're right. I'll go. I'll tell Peg and outside. No, no, don't tell them. Just go. A clean break is best. There's a prepaid ticket waiting for you at O'Hare. My treat. Thank you, Mrs. Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pack. Oh, okay. They have an exchange that is one for the ages. Is it, though? Yeah, I was about to say, I didn't think it was that impressive. I didn't think the her laughing at the bad art while still trying to convince her was that funny... Really? I thought this kind of fell flat. Justin, what did you... I agree, dude. Like, I, I, I think that I, I was like, and this goes for the whole resolution of the episode. thought it was kind of weak. 
Yeah, I, the funniest joke uh, out of the Marcy and her talking to her is that Marcy bought her a ticket. That and, and even that, that's kind of like, oh, okay, that was that was funny. But I wouldn't laugh. Wow, you didn't like that, huh? Uh, no, I, I feel like that it's kind of a cheap way to end it, right? Like that she just paid this girl off essentially. You know what I mean? Like it's not like. Steve realized he was wrong or, or, you know, Marcy realized she can be beautiful too or something. It's like, nope, I just got rid of the chick. Like yeah. that's the end of it. And I will say, I don't see another, re- like, I do think they way they, the way they ended this episode is about the only way they could. Well, because the it's the only way they set it, uh, they set it up to end that way because they didn't involve Steve more. They didn't involve that dynamic more. They just kind of, yeah, well, I'm saying this way. That most of the other ways that they could have ended this episode would have been it would have been like um, the episode where the end of the episode where Peggy and the kids try to jump off the building. It would have <laughs> left uh, effects in the next episode and they just can't do that. So this is the the cheaper, easier, clean way out. And it just left me going, OK, wow. I mean, you could have done it multiple ways, though. You could have made it to where she became really annoying or something. And then, like, everybody's like, oh, that or like maybe she started stealing things or something. You know, there's a million different ways you could have ended it. Or I just thought that they ended it kind of cheaply by just like literally like erasing her by just like like, sending her off. (laughs) Or even it would have been funnier if uh, Al and Peggy would have came like they set up that. Al might come back for lunch. Maybe Mm -hmm. he didn't even make it to lunch and he grabbed Peg, went back home as Tiffany's leaving. And I'm like, where are you going? And and she's like, oh, well, Miss uh, uh, Rhodes convinced me that I need to leave. I need to go and get on with my dream of being an artist. And Al could have screamed no. And Peggy could have been mad at Marcy. Like, I agreed with Justin. There there were better ways to end this episode. Wow. I, I'll just say right off the bat, perspective is everything. I'll be very interested to see what the listeners think. Uh, well, so, so, Alex, you think that you think that they ended this like great? How did you like? I got so sad when Peggy was just sitting there begging Al. Like I was like, not it wasn't even funny to me. It was sad. No, I actually, I actually liked that part. Honestly, I thought that part was funny. I'm just saying the way they got rid of the Tiffany problem. Like, I just thought it was kind of cheap. It's like, oh, they she just manipulated her into going away. Like, that's it's felt like cheap for the character of Marcy, too, is what I'm saying. Like, Marcy, who we know is this strong, independent woman who, like, believes in, like, all these things like love and 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 loyalty and honor and stuff. She it's basically suggesting that had she still been there, then Steve would have still been obsessed with her. That's what I don't like about it. Like, she had no way to get Steve to stop drooling other than make her disappear. If the girl, if Tiffany's still there, then Steve is still obsessed with her. And I don't like to think that. That seems like it cheapens their relationship a little bit for me. Wow. I guess I can't disagree. But, wow. It's like, it's like the old saying that I always go with. Like, I'm not going to force my girlfriend not to cheat on me. Like, if she's going to do it, then... She's going to do it. Like if I if if she's not cheating on me just because I'm stopping her, then she's she's already cheated on me, essentially. You know, what yeah, I, mean? I, I, agree I agree with, with Justin, because 
it, I've always believed that all these people that go way out of their way, like taking phones and keeping up with them constantly, yeah. are doing more to push towards cheating. And I, I just believe if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And either it was like a mistake because they got drunk somewhere, it, it made it made a bad choice, or there was something wrong with the relationship. And were there signs that I didn't notice? Did she say something to me and I blew it off, or did she say nothing and did it like? There's, she's just a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Yeah, like there's different elements to cheating. Like I'm not one of those people that think that cheating can be the is the ultimate end all of a relationship. I think you have to look at it more closely and see because we're humans. We all make mistakes. Let's look at it. Let's see what's going on yeah. and judge from there. But at the same time, I can't blame Marcy for what she did at the end of this episode because it wasn't just that she was worried about um, – him not having sex with her, so she might he might end up having sex with Tiffany. She also saw a threat to her relationship, and she went for it. I get mm-hmm. that. I might not uh, agree with it, and I do think it is uh, a, a cheap shot at Marcy's character, but we've had cheap shots at Marcy's character before, like at the end of the Beard episode that we just at Razor's Edge. But she no, that took is Marcy, away. though. That well, is Marcy. she still took... Peggy's advice on what to do and and I still feel like it was cheap because it's not like uh the resolution of a nightmare on Owl Street where she took the the Marcy honorable way that she always provides and confessed. So I, th- those are my two ranges and for this one I lump it and I do I, I lump it with Justin that's a cheap character even if he doesn't agree that the the un, the what the lingerie under the undercoat was a mm. cheap shot at our character. But I think realistically at some point you're going to take a cheap shot at yourself to get what you want. If you want it, I just feel like if you do take that cheap shot, it needs to be in a bigger way than just like this, this like little sidestep of an episode where it's like, you just have this situation. It just feels kind of throwaway for a character too. I don't know, man. It's, it, it's, it just, I'm not saying that it killed the episode. Cause I actually like this episode. I, I do think that there's, I don't think that, I think that me and Jerry are playing devil devil's advocate a little bit because we see how high Alex is on it. And we were just, we were lower than that. Um, but at the end of the day, like I do like this episode, but I, I, I just, we, I'm analyzing the end scene to the maximum effect is what's happening right now. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess that could. Your dude, your new eyes are more. <laughs> you have more impact or whatever. Like it's so important to have your point of view. Oh, thank you. Or are you talking about Jerry? No, of course not. He has the middle of the road eyes. It doesn't <laughs> count. He has Steve's eyes. So uh, it doesn't count. No, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. No, but you, yeah, you're. It's it's it. I don't know what to say. I really I'm like at a loss for words. So well, I'll just try to I'll, I'll I'll try to defend whatever I'm gonna say in my wrap up. I'm not gonna like keep staying on this one topic. But I wanted to bring up, and this is not related to any of that. But uh, isn't it a sitcom staple to end the show where it's a still picture of the house and then one of the like the outside house and then one of the characters yelling? Like, I don't know yeah, who started that. Yeah, you that. see that a lot. I like that. Yeah, I don't know who started that, but, um, yeah, at the end of the episode, you see a pic, uh, out, a picture of the house from outside where it's, it's really dark. You And she goes, ow! 
Yeah. Like Isn't it funny how the outside of the house, like, quality of picture is always, like, does it yeah, look that, way worse than on the inside? <laughs> yeah, that quality, the picture outside was terrible. I was so grainy. Yeah. Well, uh, like we said, uh, sort of, Marcy sends Tiffany on her way to New York to pursue uh, a career that Marcy made her think she's capable of. Um, Al comes home and the birds aren't chirping. The sun isn't as shiny. The clouds aren't as fluffy. That was a nice touch. I did like all that. That is amazing. It really, I mean, God. And the house is dimly lit. Outside is dimly lit all compared to the middle of the episode. Like Jerry said, it's just such a well done episode. And it's, and everyone is at the height already of their characters is just amazing to me. But uh, Al is just not feeling it anymore. And uh, he's like, no, 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 not, not yet. When Peg has to go upstairs and he's just wondering what's that thing that's missing. And he goes, uh, where's Tiffany? <laughs> and then she goes, uh, she left. And then she finally breaks down and says, she's gone, Al. She's gone forever. Al's reaction to that is so much more than a reaction. He, he has no reaction. Mm-hmm. It's very subtle. Yeah, he says nothing about it. I mean, subtle. He has no reaction. He literally just reverts back to who he was before she walked in the door. He, he probably knew that it was like a means to an end. Oh, yeah. He knew this was this would not last forever. And he didn't expect this day to come so quickly. And it did. And he's just... Wow, I just don't believe I'm sitting here. And I'm, okay, I guess this is my life now. And uh, (laughs) he just goes and does his thing. And so I just want to say real quick before we get to our reviews that Marcy blew me away by how she had such a huge impact on this episode with merely two scenes One, she shows up in the beginning, dressed like she was, smoking a cigarette like trash, and (laughs) has the entire insanely hideous wife club running to the bowling alley, which drives Al out of it, and is a whole, you know, the kickstart of the show, and she does not show up again until the very end, where she completely impacts the entire life of everybody who's happy right now by sending this girl off on her way. So, and two scenes she had such a major impact all right guys so we'll be right back to wrap this up no ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review be sure to join their facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash married with children podcast Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. Wow. All right, guys. Yes. Join our Facebook. Rate us on iTunes. All that good stuff, guys. Come on. Let's have the show grow. Uh, All right, guys. Let's rate this episode. Earth Angel. 
All right, Justin, out of five uniced cakes that will soon be eaten like dog food, how many out of five do you give Earth Angel? Well, so uh, just like a little recap here, I will say that the core thing that I forgot to point out, and we touched on it a little bit, but the core thing that I forgot to point out in this episode that I actually really did like is pushing them those boundaries like even though i i didn't find it funny like alex did i found it more like cringy i still found it very interesting and you know it it took me back that they were still saying these things like and that's part of where the cringe came from where i was like oh jesus um and i like that i like to think that this show is insane with with stuff like that back in 1987 that it's capable of doing it still blows my mind and we talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago with the interview with amanda how the you know how many boundaries the show pushed and and how it was able to do that and get away with so many things it's it still blows my mind still from from episode one till now i did not know the show was that raunchy and that crazy so i love that stuff and also Um, I didn't I didn't find it overly a funny episode, but I still really liked it. I thought that the end was a little cheap um, and I discussed my reasons why. uh, But I actually still really like this episode. Like I I like that. um, I like what Alex mentioned briefly about Bud and Kelly having like a a little moment. That little tiny damn moment like still was kind of cool to me. And it was like just a throwaway part in the episode. Um, because it's cool when they're next to each other. I agree with that. It's, it's, it's nice. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a fun episode. Um, I'm going to give it three and a half on ice cakes that you're going to eat like dog food out of five. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Jerry, how many on ice? Uh, so I thought about, how how I've been rating Married with Children episodes. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought, you know, even the ones that I'm kind of on, I still kind of always give a three. I'm always like, yeah, I mean, I still liked it. And I decided, you know what? I think I need to be a little bit harder on these what? ratings. What's happening right now? I, yeah, I, exactly. I, I took my, inspira- my inspiration from Justin. Whoa. You know, he was the first it's one happening. of us to man up and give a rating under a three. He was was. the first one. And I decided that I really, I don't have an urge to rewatch this episode. Um, I I think there's one really good scene and then that's it. There's a few jokes that are okay, but nothing that great for me. Um, And I feel like I've explained it and I might get some hate for this one, but I'm giving this a 2.5 out of 5. I This is the, the first show that I'm giving under a 3. Wow. wow. This is totally uncalled for. <laughs> I just like that you both just said wow at the same time. I'm, I'm shocked. I really am because I like the episode, but um, I'm surprised that you went. I thought I was going to be to – I forget. Was it Peggy Sue Got Work that I gave a 2.5 to? Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought that was going to be the only 2.5 for gears because I, I didn't literal gears because it's actually going to take us years to record this. <laughs> um, but just because I was like, OK, that's probably the low point. And especially I thought I was going to be the only person to give a 2.5. So, wow, Jerry, I don't yeah, know if I'm impressed this... or what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think impressed is the right word that I'm looking for. Well, 
shocked, no, maybe? I'm, I'm hoping I don't catch a lot of flack for it because you didn't catch a lot of flack for the one you rated that way. Because that, that was an appropriate, appropriate 2.5. <laughs> I, I feel like this is an appropriate 2.5. That ending fell flat. Okay, uh, okay, was... okay. Are we are we still talking about this? Uh, yeah. What's what's your rating, Alex? Bring everyone back up to happiness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to everybody who is just their jaws are dragging on the floor right now, guys. <laughs> I don't know what to say about these two. Not just kidding. I no. offer you nothing but honesty. <laughs> yeah, uh, guys. I don't know what to say. No, honestly, I don't know what to say about these two. The truth is that I guess. Uh, Justin is seeing it from, I don't know, I guess you have to be like a 30-year-old guy who I really feel that he, more than anybody, will come around. I feel like if he saw this one more time a year for the next three years, that by that third year, he's going to go, God, I wish I could redo that show. Who, me? I gave it a three and a half. It's still pretty solid, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay, hold on. What, Alex, what is your rating if a 3.5 isn't high enough? Okay, I'll be honest. As soon as this episode ended, on the upper right corner of my paper, I wrote 5 out of 5. Woo! And wow. did any of our conversations or talk have any influence on what your actual rating of Uniced Cakes will be? That's one thing I definitely wanted to say, because that's one thing I was thinking about. Like, are these guys changing my opinion? And although I'm very open two things uh no it it is a five out of five it's one of those moments where i'm just like floored by this whole show and like this will be one of those shows where i think it'll generate more conversation than usual yeah i do too yeah this is well you have a a double swing right like jerry literally rated it half of what you did Right. You're you're good. I guess I should Jerry, yeah. I think you know what? I think Jerry's gonna regret this too. <laughs> I don't think I am. It's not like I, I hate the episode, but like if I'm rewatching season two, this would probably be the first episode I would skip. I just Wow. We're definitely I, gonna have to put a poll up. Oh yeah. Here's the thing. We, I can't rate. just continue to rate every episode as the best because yes you can then my at the season wrap-up it's not about that no 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 listen when we do our ratings it's netflix it's either hated it don't like it like it really liked it or loved it that's what those numbers mean you could literally like every single one or really like a lot or love i i understand that i do get that but at the same time if I'm not honest with myself, then I shouldn't be on this show. No, that's fine. I'm not saying you should. And at this, and I honestly don't really like this episode. It's okay. I, I don't have an urge to rewatch it. I the one good scene I could live without. I just I could skip this episode. <laughs> There's nothing I could articulate here that will. You sound like you're having an aneurysm. I know, and that's the thing. Uh, if I tried to, it'll look like I'm desperate here or something. So I, I'm not trying to make the world think the way I think. I'm just going to give you what I think. And it, it is that, guys, for all you who love this episode, yes, keep on loving it, man. It's great. Uh, from the premise is amazing. The, the ridiculousness that this 
Bud talk this homeless hot girl into coming <laughs> to the house. Al's reaction, the way his eyes lit up, man, the way he had absolutely no filter is insanely funny. Every line was great. The brawl, the p- p- pillows and blankets on the couch so your mother will be comfortable. This is Peg. You probably won't be seeing much of her. The yard work, charging people, combo platters. Uh, it's just insanely funny. Even Kelly's getting action off of this whole thing. And Marcy's not getting action. Steve's infatuated. There's nothing that's not funny here. I mean, it's all great. It's so thought out. How does this one react? How does this one react? What happened to this couple? It all is so thought out. The lighting of the episode like we talked about. Tiffany was amazing. She was super hot when she crossed her legs. I'm just... Even I look the other way. Even when Al says... Ha <laughs> it's so easy to get you too confused. Then he op- he does that face like, yeah, right. Oh my God, there's nothing that's not amazing about this. It, from top to bottom, it's the perfect Married with Children episode. Uh, Marcy coming in, killing it, saying, oh, this is really great. Uh, I think you really have talent. I think you should not just settle for the- Really? Yeah, dummy. Sure, here, you should go to New York. I'll buy your plane ticket. Oh my God, blah, blah. You know, it's, and how else? We're talking about a sitcom here, guys. How else do you think we're going to get this freaking chick out of the hat? You know, it is what it is. It's a mare with children. You know, a better, I, I really wish this episode would have been Al versus Bud over her. Like them fighting no. over her. I think that would have been way more entertaining than trying to constantly one up each other. And just like Bud has those really quick lines that he's used on like uh, Steve and Darcy and Marcy and all that. I would have loved to seen him use them on his dad and them act them to actually like kind of go to war over her and constantly be trying to one up each other and and do low shots and all of that. I think that would have been a much funnier Dude. episode than wait are you talking about al al versus bud yeah yeah can you believe this what if you took that same concept and made it steve versus al oh that actually probably would be better yeah i mean bud's saying when al says uh bud good to, to take your mom to see a movie or something he goes why i found her yeah like, when i actually have that in my notes i didn't bring it up but i when that was said i actually wrote down al versus bud and I thought that's where the episode was going to go. That was perfect what they gave you with that. They actually addressed it in a perfect manner. Uh, I, well, you think it's perfect. I obviously do not. <laughs> right. This exactly. is so, All right. Yeah, this is amazing, this episode. Okay, guys. Well, that is the show. Holy crap. Oh, by the way, this episode came out December 6th. I forgot to mention that. 1987. Um, I just loved it. I had the greatest time. I thought these guys would get on here raving about it. Wait, so. if this came out in December 6th, does that mean we're about to have a Christmas episode? It sure does, Jerry. The yes. next episode, we're going to review, and I hate doing this. I am one of those weird guys who do not watch anything Christmas-related unless it's December. me and you should be brothers because I'm the same way, dude. Like, I, I don't watch... Halloween movies out of season. I don't watch nope. Christmas movies. I don't even like watching movies that are snowy. Not even Christmas setting out of season. If it's not in the winter. Yeah, I just get it. And it's because I get so into that vibe that I don't like doing it. Yeah. Like, I can't watch The Shining unless it's like, you know, December to March. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. 
same way. Yeah, I love it. So this is going to be a strange episode for me, guys. I'm going to hate doing this next episode, frankly. I, I, I almost teetered or whatever you call it, pondered the idea of asking you guys, do you think we should save all these and just do them in December if it's near the seasons we're in? But no, nah, let's not mess around. Yeah. Let's just do, you better watch out. The Bundy's Christmas is rudely interrupted when a parachuting mall Santa crash lands into their backyard, attracting the neighborhood kids. That's funny. Sounded. <laughs> it's no. No? Don't let me mislead you here. It's an amazing episode. Oh, okay. It, it's one of my favorites of, of my life. But I don't want to watch it right now, so... That's the only uh, battle that's going to take place here, but I'll do it because I'm a professional. I'm stoked for it. I, I, while I do try to watch Christmas movies during Christmas and all that, I don't extend it to winter, and I don't have a hard lock on it. If I wake up on a, a July 4th and go, man, I really want to watch uh, Christmas Vacation, I'm going to do it because this is America where oh, you can. You have the freedom to do it, and dude. I will do it. You're just being a communist. Nope, you're being blasphemous. That's what's happening. I, right I now. agree with Jerry. Jerry? What? I mean, sorry, <laughs> I agree <laughs> with Justin. No, no, don't edit that out. Hey, listen, that I in. had too many celebratory shots. <laughs> that stays in. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, we'll leave that in there so people <laughs> think I agree with you. All right, guys, so Justin, that's it. Justin's reaction was so good. I was like, what? We would normally have an exiting. Uh, kind of funny little thing for you, but I'm just not in the mood after this review. <clears throat> so, uh, sorry guys, you took me out of it this time, and I can't wait to hear the feedback from this episode. Good night. <laughs>